Welcome to podcast number 103 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently on a series entitled God's Generosity. Just think about it. God is so generous to us in so many ways, many times in ways that we don't even think about, that we don't even allow ourselves to receive His generous spirit because of it just seems common to us, like the air that we breathe, or the fact that we get up and walk across the room, and this body is made so miraculously. And God did that because He's a generous God. He wanted us to live a good life. So today, the title of this particular podcast is, Where Can We Find God's Generosity? In order to understand that, we need to pray first, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. So Father, I pray that you would help us now to understand exactly what your word tells us about your generous spirit and the generosity that you have for each and every one of us. So I pray now that the Holy Spirit would generously anoint this teaching today and would generously anoint the ears of those who are listening in today, Father, that they'll receive an understanding of your generous spirit. I thank you, God, for this opportunity. And once again, I just thank you, Lord, in advance for who you are, what you've done in our lives, and that this teaching could literally change us, could change our feelings towards you and our understanding of who you are and the relationship that we have with you. Bless it and anoint it, I pray now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever wondered about the generosity of God? Imagine having an understanding of how to receive the generosity of our Lord and Savior Jesus and the generosity of His Father and the generosity of the Holy Spirit. I know this might be a little different teaching than you're used to, but I'd like you to think about that and start understanding about the generous Lord that we serve and how generous He is through the gift of His Son and the gift of life that we have, and the many blessings that he has poured out for us, the beautiful rivers that we look at, the mountains that we see, the snow that falls, all the wonderful things that God has created, that shows and is a testimony of God's generosity. So today, I hope that you'll listen closely and get into these scriptures, because what I'm going to do today is focus this entire lesson on the Word of God, nothing but scriptures and comments about how to identify the generosity of God. So with that, let's get into our first scripture scripture today. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and in order to understand God's blessings for us and his generosity to us, we have to approach it with faith. And of course, Hebrews chapter 11 is really the faith chapter that talks all about various aspects of faith. So I chose verse number 6 in chapter 11, and let me read it once again, as I said, in the New Living Translation. It says here, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe, key word there, that God exists and that he rewards, key word, those who sincerely seek him. All right, here's one of the first examples of God showing his generosity and giving his generosity to his people. Look back at the words a little bit closer this time, and I'm going to read it a little closer, and I want you to hang on certain words. Anyone who wants to come to him, all right, if you want to come to God for any reason whatsoever, through prayer, through reading his word, just meditating on the things of God, it says we must come to him and believe that God exists. Okay, key one, step number one, in order to understand that God is generous, we must believe that he exists. Now, some people might say, well, I wouldn't be listening to your podcast if I didn't believe he exists. But a lot of folks have a lot of doubts in their mind. They might become a Christian, but then they start questioning and wondering, well, does God really care for me? Or does God hear my prayers? Or does God really care about my particular need or whatever it must be? Well, we must believe the scripture says that God exists. And then it says, and that he rewards those who sincerely 
really seek him. A couple of key words there, that he rewards. See, God gives blessings, rewards, and his generosity to all of us. And then he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, we need to seek him with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. When we pray and we seek the Lord, we've got to be real about it. We've got to believe that, first of all, God exists. But secondly, believe that he does answer prayer. Thirdly, we've got to believe that his word is real and it's true and take confidence in his word. And then we have to be sincere about it. We have to be real about it. We can't be phony or fake or just shout a bunch of crazy words out up in the air and hopefully something happens. We've got to believe with all of our heart that God rewards those who sincerely seek him. So if you want to receive the generosity from God, then we must understand that he does want to reward us. He wants to bless us, but we've got to be real about it. We've got to be honest about it. We've got to approach God with honesty. I believe sometimes people pray kind of like, well, let's just get through this thing and kind of take this time and kind of run through this thing. And that's not being as sincere as we should be during our time of prayer and time of approaching God. So with that in mind, let's remember that God first wants to reward us. Secondly, he wants us to seek him with a sincere heart, a real heart, and believe that he's going to answer our prayers and that he wants to bless us and believe that he is a generous God. The next scripture that I want to read and talk about and see how it applies to God's generosity is found in the book of James, and it's chapter 1, starting at verse number 12. We might read a number of verses. I'll see how far we go, but we could go as far as verse 18. So let's just read it. I'm reading in the New Living Translation again, James chapter 1, starting at verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Now, right there is an example of God's generosity. He blesses us when we patiently endure testing and temptation. Then it says here, afterward, they will receive. There we go. There's another example of God's generosity. After we have patience and we go through the testings and the trial of our faith, even temptations that happen to hit us from time to time, it says afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. There's another example. If we love God, he's promised to bless us, to be generous to us. Let's look at verse number 13 now. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. So therefore, we've got to understand that God is so kind to us and generous to us that he doesn't throw temptations in front of us. He knows where the temptations come from, and we know where the what the devil's job is to go around seeking those that he might kill and to steal and devour. But God is not a God who tempts us and brings those things on us. Verse 14, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So therefore, God loves us so much and wants to bless us so much that he wants us to understand that just because we're being tempted doesn't mean that we're in sin. Temptation is not sin. Sin is accepting temptation and living out that temptation. And this tells us that God's guarding us from that and that he loves us so much and wants to be so good to us that he gives us a way to escape the temptations that happen. Verse 16. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. 
Now, that's one of my favorite verses right there. That's James chapter 1 and verse 17. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. And it says, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You see, everything is good and perfect. So when something good comes into your life, we need to give God glory for it and thank him for it. Because if God wasn't generous, why would he give us good and perfect gifts? Because he does. Every time you get a blessing of any type whatsoever, it comes from the Lord. Because when a blessing blessing comes to us, we got to give credit to whom credit is due, and that's to our God. God blesses us maybe with a great marriage or with great kids or grandkids or with great health or he heals us from something. That's a gift from God. Yeah, the devil's going to come in and do just the opposite. He's going to entice us into temptation, so therefore we then would accept the temptation, fall into sin, and then he's destroying us one one step at a time. And that's what the world is comprised of, is the really the impact that the devil has on the world is to bring sin, temptation and sin into the world where God doesn't do that. God brings blessings into the world. God brings gifts into the world. God brings hope into the world. He brings peace into the world. He brings confidence in him into the world. He gives joy everlasting and full of glory. Those are the generosity items that God brings into our life. So we got to always remember that. So remember that verse, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. And now verse 18, it says here, he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. Just another example of God's generosity. His word, the Bible, the written word of God, the inspired word of God, is a gift from God. It's another example of his great generosity to us. It says he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we out of all creation became his prized possession. Wow. You ever think of yourself as being a prized possession of God? I think most days we don't. Most days we think, well, we're just okay, or maybe I did something good today, or maybe I didn't do anything real good today. And we kind of evaluate ourselves and sometimes put ourselves down and don't think that we're worthy of this or that maybe God's doesn't care that much for us. But see, that's just wrong. That's just not at all our God. Our God is a generous God, and he looks at us as his prized possession. So let's look on to another verse in the Word of God. It's found in the book of Psalms, number 46, and starting at verse number one. Let's look at this wonderful God and his gift to us, another generous gift to us. In verse one, it says in the New Living Translation, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Now, if that's not a gift, I don't know what is. He's our refuge. He's a place where we can go hide and we can take comfort and be covered by him and we restraint from him. It says always ready to help in times of trouble. God is always there. I don't really, it doesn't really matter, I should say, what you're going through or what you're anticipating going through or what you've gone through in the past or currently are struggling with or trials that you might have. God is always a very present help in times of trouble. I can remember when I was diagnosed with cancer. The doctor looked at me and he says, I hate to tell you this, but he says, you've got multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer. This was about six years ago. And he said, you have about six months to live if our treatments don't work. And so I heard him say that and I kind of put my head down for about one second. I don't even know if it was a second, but I immediately looked up and I said, so let me get this straight, doctor. What you're trying to scare me with is heaven. And the doctor looked at me and he said, 
So do you really believe that? He said, you must really believe that. I said, oh yes, I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that because I remember this scripture that says God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And immediately, instead of thinking about, oh, you know, woe was me, and he talked about cancer and told me I have six months to live maybe, and on and on, get all wrapped up in that, I decided to take my strength from the Lord, that God is my refuge. That's a blessing from God. That's a a generous gift from God to give me that comfort and it comes to me through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gave me the words to respond to the doctor. And you know, those words basically were saying, you can't scare me with death. You can't put fear into my heart if I'm a child of God. And I know that when I leave this world and go into the after world, if you will, the afterlife and here on earth, I go into a new life, a new living area, and it's called heaven. And so I just believe that that's a comfort that God gives us. So let's go on to verse number two now. So we will not fear when earthquakes come, or I should add to that, or when you're diagnosed with cancer or something like that. It says, and the mountains crumble into the sea. Verse three, it says, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. You see, we go on and on in that scripture, in that passage, and look at the gifts of God. Look at the comfort that God gives us, the generosity that he has given us through his word. And then in verse 10 of the 46th Psalm, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord wants to remind us, no matter what we're going through, He wants us to be still and focus on Him. That's a generous gift from Him, the gift of peace. He wants to give us the peace of God that passes all understanding, and that peace will guard our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus. You know, for all the years that I pastored for 20 years at our church in North Scottsdale, the one thing that I noticed in people that they struggled with was having peace in their life. Many times they had a challenge not knowing their purpose, knowing what God had created them for, and those were the two things that people struggled with. I would ask them from the congregation, I'd say, everyone close your eyes. I'm going to ask you a couple questions that are kind of personal, so everyone close your eyes. And I want to ask you, what are the two things that you struggle with? How many people struggle with peace, having peace in their life? And a large number, maybe 75% of the church would raise its hands. And I said, then how many people out there are still challenged to understand your purpose here on earth and here to to live, what your purpose is? And another 75% of the people, once again, would raise their hands. Those are the two things that God needs to give us help with and that he knows he has the gift of giving us purpose in our life and that he has the gift of giving us peace in our life. So remember, whatever you're going through, God wants to give you a generous gift of purpose and peace for the reason that you're here on earth and to understand that God created you with a reason and a purpose and wants you to live a peaceful life and enjoy his blessings and enjoy his generosity. Now let's go back in the word of God, back into the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy. There's a wonderful verse in here that talks about God's generosity and how he wanted to bless his people. It's right in the middle of God instructing his people on having a whole heart commitment to him, to be faithful to him, and to be to live a holy, a godly life. It says here in, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Now, when we do that, we establish a foundation of God being able to pour out blessings for us. So let's move on now to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, as he's still giving instructions to his people. It's found here, it's It's in the New Living Translation, once again, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. 
Well, if that's the bottom line, that's the measurement that we need to understand that he is God. He is the faithful God. Remember that. Who keeps his covenant. And that's crucial that we understand that. For a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Once again, another great example of God's generous spirit. It goes on for thousands of generations, which simply means when he blessed the people of Israel, he was bound and determined to bless us for those of us who serve him and love him, and we serve him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our strength. So if you want to receive God's generosity, then we must put him first in our life. We must make him number one. First priority in our life is to serve God, worship him, and listen to his word and follow his instructions. And then it goes on when it talks about that'll go on for thousands of generations. Think about that. When God blessed Abraham, he was blessing all the nations that followed. Matter of fact, we as Christians today are living underneath the blessings of Abraham. God promised to bless Abraham and all those that followed. So therefore, the blessings of God, our generous God, continue generation after generation after generation, and then it'll flow into eternity when he promises us eternal life with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The verse I just read reminds me of something I've written in my book entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? It's a book to help us understand about things about our generous God. Matter of fact, it's the material that I use for the foundation or the outlines that I have for each of my podcasts in this new series. And I have a chapter in there that's entitled Generosity for Generations. It talks about generational generosity that flows from us through our family and our family's families as it goes through the years that we serve God. And quite frankly, we've got to understand that God has been generous to his people since he created them. He was generous to Adam and Eve. Look at the amazing place that he made, the Garden of Eden. And he provided for them an, just a perfect environment where they could live in peace without fear. They could live and enjoy the things that God prepared. And his generosity started in the Garden of Eden and has been going on now for centuries and will continue on. And then when all of us are reunited with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at the second coming of Jesus, we will go into eternity with him and enjoy the generosity of God forever and forever. Now let's move all the way through the Bible, almost to the very end, and move to the book of 1 John and turn to chapter 4. I'm going to start reading at verse number 4. Once again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I repeat that all the time because I want you to know which translation that I believe is a good teaching translation and one that is helpful in, in this particular podcast series. So I'm going to start reading in chapter 4 and verse 4 of 1 John. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over others because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Now, think about that gift. Thinking that God has been so generous to us that he's allowed the Holy Spirit to move into our bodies, into our soul, and be a part of us. Give us direction and guidance. It's amazing sometimes when we're going through trials, I'll pray sometimes, say, Lord, I pray that your spirit would direct me and help me to make the right decisions. I pray your spirit will then help me to understand how to handle this situation, how to treat this person, how to respond to a someone who maybe has come up against me, whatever it might be. But bottom line, I'm always asking the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction. As you've noticed, we don't even start each podcast out and get into the subject matter until we've prayed and invited the Holy Spirit to come in and help us and dwell with us and guide our conversation, guide our teaching, guide us and help us to understand the Word of God. So if you ever are wondering if God is generous, just think about the Holy Spirit who 
dwells inside of us. You see, if you're not a Christian, if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can't understand what I'm talking about, that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within you. You see, we can't even become Christians unless the Holy Spirit draws us in. The Word of God tells us, unless the Spirit of God draws us, we have no way of becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. And so the Holy Spirit is truly the greatest gift that God can give us because that leads us to salvation. And so many times people don't understand that the generous gift of the Holy Spirit is just one of the greatest gifts we can have. And this scripture talks about it. It says, verse 4, but you belong to God. All right. It says, my dear children, you have already won a victory. It says, because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son. And God so loved us that He gave us the Holy Spirit, comfort us, to guide us and direct us, to be our our lawyer, if you will, to be our paraclete, it says, to be the one who's there to help us and comfort and guide us and help us in our thoughts and decisions that we make. He lives inside of us, and His power of the Holy Spirit is greater than the spirit of any evil force that would try to come up against us. So if you're wanting to know, has God given you a gift or does he love you? He's given you the gift of his Holy Spirit. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, it's because you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I'm going to ask you right now, if you don't know for sure whether you're a child of God or whether you're going to go to heaven or not, I'd like you to pray right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just repeat this prayer with me with a true heart, a sincere heart, and just simply pray this, Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I ask you to forgive me me and cleanse me of all sins. You said in the Bible that if I was to pray and ask you that you would forgive me. So I do pray and I ask for cleansing of my sins. And I pray that you would remove all unrighteousness from me. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me. He was buried, but he was resurrected. And that because he went all through all that, I can become a follower of him and receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So I ask that and believe that, and I receive you now, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You see, if you prayed that prayer sincerely, with a, with a true heart, a sincere heart, then the Holy Spirit now has come to live and dwell in you. And that scripture that I read earlier basically says, the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. You now have a great gift of protection and guidance and comfort for your life. And yet some people think that God's not generous to them and not giving. It's only because they don't stop and reflect upon what he did that we could have eternal life with him and his son. So here's another great gift of generosity that we can read about and that we can experience in our life, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the generous gift of the Holy Spirit. The last scripture I'm going to use in today's teaching is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses, well, we'll probably go up to verse 10 through verse 13. And the reason I want to read that to you is because it tells us about when we receive salvation, which we just talked about in the prior comments, then here's what we have a hope for and the gifts that God will pour into our life. So Timothy here is giving us some great words. Verse 10, it says, So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Verse number 11 says this, This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, what that means is we give our life to him. We will also live with him. That means if we put aside everything else and just allow Christ to come into our life, then we receive the life that he gave to us when he died and was resurrected. Verse 12 says, If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. There's another example of God's gift is generosity. If we deny him, he will deny us. Verse 13 says, If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. 
for he cannot deny who he is. You see, God wants to bless us. He wants to give us the gifts, the generous gifts that he has for us, but we must remain faithful. And it says here in verse 14, remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop quarreling and having arguments and saying worthless things. Get that stuff out of our life because it hampers us to receive the gifts of God. So if you want to receive God's generosity, we need to get rid of any arguments or disagreements we're having with people. We need to settle disputes quickly. We need to go back to people that we've had odds with, that we've been at odds with or been upset with, and go back and apologize and ask for forgiveness and clean that stuff out. Get rid of all bitterness and anger and hatred that we might have towards other people. If we'll do that and remove those things from our thoughts and from our life and from our heart and our mind, then we open up the windows of heaven to be blessed because God is faithful to bless us. When we are faithful to clean our heart from all ungodliness, all unrighteousness, and therefore we open up opportunity to be blessed of God and receive his generosity. I know that I said that this last verse would be the one that would end this particular podcast. However, there's just one more verse that I want to read. One more scripture I think that's important to understand how to receive God's generosity. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6. It's an interesting story, one you've probably heard in church before. But let's, uh, let's make sure that we understand exactly how to receive God's blessing. It says here in verse 6, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they shall they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. The reason I wanted to close with that scripture is because it kind of leads me in the next teaching that I'm going to talk about, and that has to do with giving and generosity. So this refers to gifts of helping others. And many times we think, well, that's all just going to be money. Well, it's, it's far more than money. If we are a generous person, yes, we will give of our finances, but we will also give of our time and of our talents and of our ability and of our love and of our comfort to other people. And so God wants us to be a generous giver. And when we are, it says right here, then that God will generously provide for all that you'll need. Matter of fact, when we are generous to others, God, it says here in verse 8, chapter 9 in 2 Corinthians, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Wow, more than we can even handle will be blessed. I believe that. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's lives. I know of businessmen who are not generous givers in the church, and all of a sudden they started giving, and then their businesses seemed to get blessed in greater ways, and they were able to bless the church even more and bless more people and help other hurting people, and they were just amazed at how God opened up the floodgates of heaven for them. So with that, I hope that you've enjoyed this teaching today. I hope that you've received something in it. We're going to pray and close it, and then I'll tell you a little bit about what's coming up in the next podcast. Father, once again, I thank you for the opportunity I've had to bring this lesson, this teaching to those who've tuned in today. I pray that they would understand that you're a generous God and you provide many ways to receive your generosity. And they're all instructed and found in your word. I pray that you would bless those that are listening in, Father, to open up the word of God and get these scriptures and put them into their heart that they will receive your generosity. I thank you for it and I'll give you praise for it in advance for what you're about to do in the lives of those who've tuned in and listened to today. And I'll thank you for it now and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Once again, I hope that you've enjoyed this teaching today. I certainly have enjoyed bringing it to you. So if you'd like to get more information on my teachings on generosity, you can so go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll notice a reference to a number of books that I've written. One is entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? And it's the book that I'm using to teach this series on generosity kind of as an outline. I'm kind of changing a lot of things, but there's occasionally something in there I find interesting that I want to bring into this teaching. In addition to that, there's other books on my webpage you might be interested in. One is called Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Another one is entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book on faith, talking about the faith that Abraham and Sarah had to have when God wanted them to have children and to be the father and the mother of many nations. So I believe that you might be blessed with that. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. The next podcast that I'll be doing is going to be entitled Giving Produces God's Generosity. And it's a teaching that kind of stemmed from some of these scriptures that I've come up with in this particular teaching, and we'll be using scriptures from time to time. I hope that you'll refer to those and use them in your study time and when you're going back and listening to what's going to take place in these upcoming lessons on God's generosity. You know, we serve an amazing God, a God who loves us, who cares for us so much that he gave his only begotten son for us, the greatest gift of generosity that man has ever known. In addition to that, we serve a God who wants to bless us. So if you run across people who are saying, well, I don't know about that God thing, or I don't know about church, or I don't believe in the word of God, just talk to them about how generous God has been to you. You see, one of the best ways that we can share God's generosity is to share our faith and to testify of his goodness in your life and what he's done for you and how he's helped you, encouraged you, and blessed you, given you peace where maybe there wasn't going to be any peace, given you comfort when you've been going through various trials. Because remember from what the word I read to you today said, that God is a very present help in times of trouble. And he is, and we should share that with others, especially share our faith with others. And when we share our faith, I believe that we'll bless the throne of God and that we'll bless him so much that he'll want to pour out a blessing on us. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get a check in the mail, although it you could get one, but that's not what it's all about. It's all about receiving the fullness of God's generosity, which is far more than money. It's a life of joy and peace and prosperity. So I pray that you'll be blessed in all that you do, and I thank you once again for listening in today. So let me just close with a blessing. I want to pray over all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you.